0: 24 second podcast. We are back. Drin, today we're going to be talking about uh, you know, actually a New Jersey native. He was he was born in New Jersey, uh, moved to North Carolina. Bam out of bio. I want you to tell me how you feel about Bam of
1: as you know, we've talked about it many times on the podcast. Bam bio is literally my favorite player. Um, the, the strides this guy has made in his career has been phenomenal. Just this year, his improvement and in, in, in handling the ball and developing a mid-range shot has been phenomenal. And you see it in his, in his stats and the other players stats. he's not only helping himself, but his ability to play, make as a big man, be a rim presence is getting others involved. And at the end of the day, he's bringing Miami and W's. I know, I know. Let's be real. We're the six seed, but um, had we not had all those COVID and injury, injury related issues, BAM Adebayo would be a a large reason why we're one of the top seeds in the Eastern conference.
0: I just want to also just talk about, you know, just BAM's development throughout the years Um, and and more in depth, especially, I mean, last year going into the playoffs, um, I think a lot of people like knew BAM was good, but then in the bubble when he started going off and the Miami heat made that run towards the finals, people were like, okay, this, this guy's good. Um, And again, as you mentioned now with all the COVID and, and, injuries that the heat have had this year he hasn't been talked about as much but he's just he's, he's gotten better if you look if you look at his game if you look at what he's done this year his mid-range shot is 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 better it's, it's way better than last season um i think one of the critics one of the one of the main flaws of, in my opinion of his game still but i think he can still improve on this is that three-point shot he doesn't shoot the three ball but that you know the improved mid-range is is a sign that he can shoot the three ball that, that eventually he'll develop a three ball, Um, you know, defensively. He was my pick for defensive player of the year. If, if, you know, people remember that I still think he, he should finish top three. Wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the season, you know, some people even give him defensive player of the year votes. Um, And just, just, this is something we talked about off the podcast, but I think it's, it's really important to bring up when we think of the top three defensive player of the year candidates, bam out of bio ben simmons rudy gobert rudy gobert his rim presence is amazing he's probably the best rim defender in the league no doubt about that but when we talk about defending one through five it's usually bam out of bio and ben simmons that are at the top of that list um and, and, bam- yeah, and it's not
1: just about guarding one through five Uh, on a given Wednesday it's about doing it on a consistent and efficient basis and that's what we see from Ben Simmons and Bam out of bio every game it doesn't matter who the coach puts them uh, who, who, who the coach tells them to guard or what happens during a specific play because sometimes you have a plan to let's say Bam's like all right I want to guard Anthony Davis right and then the play switches up and all of a sudden he has to guard Dennis Schroeder Bam out of bio and Ben Simmons these guys are such Elite defenders that that doesn't phase them. That they know they have the ability to guard whoever, and that's why you, like you said, a lot of people are going to give him votes for defensive player of the year.
0: Yeah, that versatility and the, again, that consistent and efficient versatility is so important when it comes to to defense, especially for the Heat, because when you have you know you got you have guys like Trevor Ariza who are is another good three and D guy, Jimmy Butler who's really good defensively. Um, it allows them to, to be very versatile on defense and allows them to take advantage of a lot of their matchups. I mean, wait until Victor Aldipo comes back. You got another defensive threat over there, too. So, um, you know, Bam, don't be surprised if, if they make a run in the playoffs. And a big reason for that will probably be Bam and his defensive versatility. The
1: thing that makes me confident that Miami will make a run in the playoffs is Bam the biggest threats to other teams are players like Embiid and Giannis and, and like the nets don't really have anyone that can guard Embiid. the nets don't have anyone that can guard Giannis. The heat are, are kind of like defensive. They're set up for anything. Right. Even, even if, even if you argue that that trio in Brooklyn, it has an amazing offensive night. We can put all the deep on Kyrie, Jimmy Butler on Harden and bam on Kevin Durant we still have Trevor Ariza, Andre Iguodala. These guys are waiting, you know? And so a large part of Miami's success, honestly, like, I don't know if you remember last year when uh, Bam Adebayo has had his game winning block against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern conference game one um, against Jason Tatum. What did Jimmy Butler post on Instagram after his caption was Bam is the heart and soul of this team. And, the thing is that the casual NBA fans and media are starting to realize that now. But Heat fans for quite some time have known that this guy is the franchise player. And he, 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 the way he plays will depend on our success. I mean, the way he plays will um, determine how successful we are.
0: I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. And I, I think you already answered this, but I want people to hear this. Whose team is this? Whose team is this? Is this Bam Adebayo's team or Jimmy Butler's team?
1: Most people would say it's Jimmy Butler's team, but the fact that Jimmy Butler even said it's Bam's team makes it Bam's team. Yeah,
0: that's what I was gonna say. I think here's here's my take on it. I think that doesn't, that doesn't
1: mean like like Bam is like so much more important than Jimmy Butler. Like the thing about Miami is everyone's success depends on each other. Like we're so connected that if Bam has a bad game, Duncan Robinson will probably have a bad game with those dribble handoffs. So uh, if Jimmy Butler said it's Bam, then it's Bam.
0: Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a tough one, but here's my take on this. Um, and you could, you could disagree. I think Bam is more essential to their success as a team than Jimmy Butler is. And, and that's not to say Jimmy Butler is not important. He is very important to that team. But as it, when it comes to team success, I think Bam is, is so important to that Heat team.
1: It's that's definitely a tough argument because literally like sometimes we could be having, like, we could be playing like horrible, horrible basketball. And as soon as Jimmy Butler gets in, like the switch, the the switch flips and everyone all of a sudden becomes like the best player to grace the play uh, the court. Right. So it's just, like I said before, Miami's a really interesting team because everyone's success kind of depends on each other, but yeah, man, Butler, bam. I love
0: this little core we have. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Do you have anything else you want to add?
1: Yeah. I kind of wanted to just talk about some other stuff. Um, look, I'm the heat fan here. I'm trying to not be biased. And I think I've said everything pretty unbiasedly so far, but so I want to ask you as like a non Miami fan, this question, is it fair to say that bam Adebayo is one of the only, if not the only big men who can legitimately do everything? Um, like defensively playmaking dribbling scoring the ball um guarding one through five talk to me about that
0: yeah no it definitely is i mean again the one the one thing that i identified as as the biggest flaw in his game right now is the three-point shot and i'm confident that he'll get there eventually whether that's next season two seasons from now three seasons from now he's gonna get there i mean he's only 23 we got to give him some some time to actually get that shot um but in terms of defensively, yes. You know, we talked about one through five. No other big man does that in the league. Um, consistently. Consistently. That's the, that's the key thing. Because, like, there's clips of him being guarding one through five, but it's not, he's not doing that day in, day out. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Jokic, again, we know how poor he is defensively. Um, he's gotten better the past few years, but he's still, he's still not good defensively. Um, Rudy, Rudy Gobert can't play make, um, and he can't shoot the ball. Um, and that, again, not every big man needs to do that. Rudy Gobert, that's just not his game. Um, and then Carl Anthony Towns, he's just not a good defender. We've seen him be able to shoot the ball. We've seen him be able to play make, but defensively he's just not a good defender. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the one big man who can do all, you know, all of what you just mentioned.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with everything you said, and it's good to see that, like, it's not only, like, Miami fans that, you know, we're, we're not losing our head here. Because, like, this is, like, this is genuinely, like, our franchise player. This is a guy who we believe and trust with everything. And so to have a guy like him, and he, the best part is he's only in his fourth year and he's 23 years old. Like, most people reach their peaks at, like, 27 slash 28, which is where Embiid is at right now. So that's going to be Bam in, like, year eight like year eight, that's another four years of development. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. But um, I praise Bam out of ILI in this episode. And for me personally, I don't know if other Heat fans will agree with me. One thing I want Bam to improve on, and he knows this too, and the whole team knows it, is he needs to be a little more aggressive sometimes. Um, he is a really big body. He's a big presence in the paint. And I truly believe that when he's, he's physical, there are very few players in the league that can guard him um we talked about his ability to playmaking, and his his willingness to get others involved and i think that sometimes messes up with his ability to be aggressive rather than trying to push push the other big man and go for that and one dunk on them he sees duncan robinson open and he wants to pass to him because he knows that's a three-pointer going in and so sometimes it's like that little balance is frustrating but look that's I, i feel like that's a good problem to have
0: yeah no definitely um yeah, I mean, you make, you, make, you made a great point there. Just if he's a little bit more aggressive, it opens up a lot more for them. Um, is, there, is there anything else you want to add for Bam out of bio?
1: I, I feel like we touched everything. Um, let us know in the comment section if you guys agree or disagree with what we've been saying. And while you're down there, actually, it would be much appreciated if you guys can give us a like and subscribe. Yep, exactly.
0: Um, but let's, let's move on to our 24-second uh, Q&A period. Um, Jordan, do you have your question ready for me?
1: Yeah, um, I'm looking at the West End Conference, Arju. And we talked a lot about the Heat and Bam Adebayo this episode. Let's talk about your team a little, right? Currently, the Trailblazers are the fifth seed with a record of 40 and 29. The Mavericks are the fifth, uh, sixth seed with a record of 40 and 29. And the Lakers are the seventh seed with a record of 39 and 30 after picking up a huge win against the New York Knicks yesterday. Talk to me about how you feel with the Trailblazers' current standings.
0: I like them as a fifth seed. Um, I'd love to play the Nuggets in round one. Uh, Coincidentally, we play the Nuggets to end our season. So it could be eight straight games of Trailblazers versus Nuggets. Um, You know, we know the history that the teams have. I mean, that that Western Conference Finals run that the Blazers made a few years ago, that that game seven was intense. That game seven was intense. CJ McCollum with that mid-range shot over Torrey Craig um shout out to the people if you remember that game. Um but the Blazers were down by more than 15 at one point in that game. They came back. Um and so it's going to be interesting. I mean, I know Jamal Murray's hurt. I still think it's going to be a competitive uh series. Um I think Jokic as a player has gotten better since that series. I mean, he he's an MVP talks for a reason, right? Like his game has has progressed more um ever since that series in my opinion. He's become he's gotten he's become better as a defender even though it's not a great defender he's become better and he's become better as a playmaker too so i'm excited to see um you know if if that's the round one match i'm I'm excited to see that let's say the blazers finish as a sixth seed probably going to play the clippers again you know paul george dame you know they're going to be seeing each other for the first time in the playoffs since that okc series and so there's going to be a lot of drama in that series we know how much beef those teams have patrick beverly clowning on twitter as usual or on Instagram, whatever. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I like, I like where the Blazers are, as long as they're not in the playing.
1: And I don't think you guys will be in the play-in. You guys are going to finish as the fifth or sixth seed.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but moving on, my question to you, um, you know, the, the Lakers right now are the seventh seed. Do you still see them making the NBA finals? Like, do you, do you think that they'll, they'll beat their round one opponent, whether that's the Jazz or the, the, U, the Utah Jazz or the Phoenix Suns? Do you still think that they're just going to get through and make it all the way to the finals?
1: Two things. Um, one, I want to see how the matchups pan out, right? The fourth seed and the fifth seed could change, the sixth seed and the fifth seed could change, and that all of a sudden changes the whole landscape of the playoffs. Um, I want to see the bracket they have to go through, but if the Lakers are fully healthy, you know, and I'm saying fully healthy. They are the favorites, like literally. Um, we talked about in the last episode how they're making it harder for themselves right now by playing these extra games while all the other teams are resting. Um, that could hurt them. But if they're healthy, like LeBron is taking these days off and he, he's getting stronger. So th- they're still the favorites, honestly.
0: Yeah, they would be the lowest seed to win an NBA championship. No seventh seed has ever won it before. Um, and so they would have to break, make some history.
1: Yeah, but it's actually interesting. Um, two years ago, Miami and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. And then the next year they both made the finals. And this year they're both were essentially fighting to leave the play-in. It, it's kind of like a weird trend between the, the heat and the Lakers. But, um, also before we end this episode, one more thing I wanted to say about Bam Adebayo that I forgot to say was if you literally go on Twitter, Instagram, and look up like Players field goals when uh when guarded by Bam bio you'll see that you know, all these guys, um all like the stars in the league from Kyrie to Stephen Curry to LeBron James to Devin Booker, these guys who are known for their ability on the offensive end, their field goal percentages are really low when guarded by Bam bio So I just wanted to point that out there to, to emphasize our point that he truly is an amazing defender.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um But I think think those are great points we made today. Um, Let us know what you guys think below, as Dren said, in the comment section. Um, But, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, If you did, leave a like and subscribe. But for now, we'll catch you next time. Peace.